Hey, everybody, it's Andrea. Before we start today's show, I have a super quick announcement to share with you. In May, my College to Career Academy will hold a series of live weekend boot camps to help graduating seniors as well as juniors who are confused about what jobs and careers they might want to pursue when they graduate. So imagine going from confused to confident with at least three different career options you'd be psyched to explore by the end of day one of the boot camp, and then learning the tools, tactics, and the strategies to find those jobs by the end of day two. The boot camp is live, and it's led by me over Zoom, and you can learn more about it at College to Career Academy. That's college, the number two, career dot academy. Or you can just look me up on LinkedIn and check out the featured section of my LinkedIn page. I can't imagine a better graduation gift for the college students in your life. Thanks so much for listening, and I know you're going to enjoy my next incredible guest. Hi there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Madeline Mann. Let's rewind just a teeny bit because when you were at Gem HQ in 2017, that was around the same time you launched your side hustle, the self made millennial. How did that begin, Madeline? And what did it look like in the very beginning? I know there was no Wi Fi high five because I've watched some of your earlier YouTube videos and that wasn't there. That's so funny. It's true. So, I was I was in every backroom conversation about candidates and employees and who are going to promote and who are going to hire. And I was reading hundreds of resumes a day and being the one who's talking to each of these candidates. And it was extremely apparent what some people were doing very right in order to land the job and what other people were completely missing the mark. And I thought, well, why don't I help people out? Why don't I share this knowledge? Because I looked online, I looked at what was out there and I noticed a lot of it was pretty high level. It didn't get into the intricacies of what was going on behind the scenes, the psychology of each different behavior. It was, it was solid advice out there, but it was, it was just not, it was not as detailed as, as someone like me would want. And so I thought, well, why don't I, well, first I started just responding to applications and telling them how to improve the application. And I thought I was going to be everyone's hero because everyone said, oh, I never heard back. I never got any feedback. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I'll tell you, that was a disaster. People do not like getting 
feedback that they have not asked for. People were very mean to me. And so I thought, nope, never again. I'm so if you're ever <laughs> oh wondering gosh. why companies don't give you feedback, it's because people can't take feedback. Very few people can take constructive criticism. So I thought, all right, I'm not going to just give people feedback like that. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I like video editing. I like video as a medium. I'm not good at it, but I'm going to try. And I just dove in head first. And how many videos have you created to date? Dang. I mean, it has to be at least 150, I think. Amazing. For young job seekers, Madeline, especially those who will be graduating in the spring of 2021, looking right now for entry-level jobs, one of their biggest pain points and frustrations tend to focus around the years of experience that hiring managers are putting on those job postings. What advice can you offer them about how to get a job with no, and I'm using air quotes, real world experience, so to speak? Here's the thing is you do need experience to get hired or most mostly you do need experience. But I think what students get caught up in is what experience is. They might think, oh, but I don't have anything. And it's like, get off your tuchus, like go to your local farmer's market and help them with the flyers. And now look at your marketer, you know, or your upstairs neighbor has an Etsy store where she sells jewelry, like help like her with sales calls to some vendors or whatnot. You know, that's, that's experience, whatever it is, even just packaging things up. And now you're helping with, you know, helping her to stay organized, whatever it is, like get out there and start doing stuff. And it doesn't have to be paid. And what it's all about is, you know, I mentioned about how I worked on my college newspaper, like that's experience, any organization you're a part of, and that counts towards it. So I think really making sure that if someone is going to pay you thousands and thousands of dollars a year, what skills do you bring to the table? And they really, that's nice that you have an education. That's more of a check the box, but really 60% of the reason why they'll hire you is experience. And you need to just go out there, start building things, start building personal projects. And also just listening to podcasts like this. Like this is the perfect podcast where you can listen to professionals, hear what their job is like, and then go out and meet those professionals in person because this podcast gives you amazing ideas of the questions you can ask them and, and how to dive deeper so you're not starting from, from zero. And then ask them, what are some of the ways, like what are some of the skills that are important for this job? Exactly as you ask on this podcast and start building those. Start building your own personal projects and that will make all the difference. Awesome advice. Madeline, you have a video around the fact that at that point, when you recorded the the video, you had read a thousand cover letters. And the focus of the video was, and this is what will get you the interview. What is the it around the cover letter? The it in the cover letter is the fact that you are conveying why that company and how you fit what they're asking for. What so many people do is they focus, they say, I'm Madeline. I am a hardworking professional who is creative and self-motivated 
And I really love marketing so much. And it's, and it's like, okay, why us though? Why our company? Why do you, why are you the best fit for us? And that's really what companies are looking for. They're not just looking for a person to fill a seat. They're looking for the person who is interested in what they do in the market, who's thought about their industry, who is passionate about the work. And that's something that time and time again is missing from cover letters. Excellent. And because I know this is another huge pain point for young people. What are some of the resume do's and don'ts in your opinion? So I would say one of the major things is, especially if you're a student, like you need to focus only your resume on the things that are relevant to the company you're going after. Such as if you are applying to be an executive admin, you're maybe being CPR certified is not the thing that's going to make or break your candidacy. And what I've found is, and I teach this in my resume revamp masterclass, which you can find on madelineman.com, is that when you actually go through your resume from the perspective of the company versus the perspective of your own story, you find that your resume starts to shrink. And suddenly this whole thing of how do I ever fit it on one page? It's almost effortless to fit it on one page because you're only giving them exactly the information they need. It's a sales page that shows exactly what's interesting about you, not a Wikipedia page of everything you've ever done. Excellent. And speaking of story, as I alluded to in the introduction, Madeline has another course about finding your glory in your story to develop a story toolbox. Because as she says, people get jobs from telling epic stories. So Madeline Mann, I want to flashback to when you were in college. You went to the University of California in beautiful San Diego and you graduated magna cum laude in psychology. Did you know what you were going to do with that degree when you graduated? I did. Yes. I had talked to over 50 different professionals who all had psychology degrees to figure out what the heck they did with it. And then I narrowed down the jobs that I was interested in. And I ultimately ended up choosing human resources by the age of 21. So I was on the fast track, but I worked really hard at it. Like I said, it was not age 10. I said, I'm going to be a journalist and just followed that. No, I really, I really thought, okay, let me find a job where the number of positions are increasing year over year, where the income will fit the lifestyle I hope to lead. And that plays to my strengths and values. And it was a lot of dead ends. But I ultimately ended up finding this career path and being really grateful that I did. And how long did it take you? You said you did 50, I guess, informational interviews. When did you start? I had this moment in the middle of my junior year. I had been a communications major for three years. And I had this moment when I realized, when I actually looked into what the job prospects look like, if I was to stay on the college newspaper and continue to be a journalist, I realized that the job prospects were dwindling. 
And that if I wanted to really have lifestyle, it may not be the best move for me at this point in time. And so I had a little bit of a crisis. I was like, oh, wow, you know, every character on TV is a journalist and I should probably figure out what the heck other jobs are out there. And so I switched my major from communications to psychology and I just talked to a bunch of people. And it, it was probably over the course of six months where I, I just really got focused. And then I ended up landing on exactly what I wanted to do next. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.